Welcome back, everybody, to the Stadium Journey podcast, and thanks for joining us tonight. We're not sure. This might be our actually our sixth season premiere. We haven't figured that out yet, but even if it's not, thanks for sticking around for five happy years, right? Hey, our state, our website, stadiumjourney.com, is the world leader in sports and, tra- sports and travel information. And hey, have you checked out the new site yet? It's wicked awesome. Actually, it's, it's pretty good, yeah. Um, we are aware before anybody starts emailing me or messaging me or, uh, you know, like the, the messages I've been getting, we are aware that the old site broke when we moved everything. Think, think of the old website as this thing we were holding together with duct tape and stuff that was due to break at any point. We knew it was going to bust. We knew it was going to break down. And luckily, we had the new one in place, tried to move all the old reviews over, and the whole thing crashed. So we're working on it so you can still visit. The old stuff, while we get it moved over to the new site, bear with us. We'll get that all taken care of real soon. Yeah, so shut up. <laughs> yeah, stop bothering me. Please, stop people. bothering me. Uh, I'll so, stop. Stadium journey emergency. Yeah, especially. <laughs> oh, I woke my up, phone. I woke up phone. Sunday morning. There must have, been, must have been like 20 messages from Dave. Oh, my phone. <laughs> the phone is ringing. phone is ringing off the hook. Oh, God. Oh, hey, everybody. Connect with us on social media channels at Stadium Journey. If you're looking for audio versions, if you want to listen to this podcast in your car or something, just uh, go to wherever you find your favorite podcast. Type in HIAC Talk Radio Network, and we'll be there. If you're looking for a video podcast, you want to sit down on your laptop and watch us. You know, we all we are all very good looking, I must say. So if you want to watch us as well as listen to us, you can find all of the podcasts simulcasted on Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And if you want to be part of our live studio audience, we record live every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. So the gang's all here tonight. Dave Cotney's here. You can follow him online at ProFan9. We're all still on Twitter, even though uh, Elon Musk took it over. I'm, I'm not really seeing much of a difference, except I'm getting more, uh, more porn bots and uh, a little bit more uh, MAGA stuff. But I can handle that. Well, I don't know. I had a full blown argument with a Nazi. Did you? Nazi. Yeah, yeah, straight up, just the Nazi chatting about his Nazism. I had some guy respond to me yesterday, and he actually used all the uh, MAGA buzzwords in one sentence. It was pretty impressive. Well, so so was it Kid I, Rock? So did he was a kid. Right, I was Ted Nugent. So did uh, <laughs> so did Adolf. He just the same blah blah blah, and it was like God. Uh, go burn, go goose step, burn books away from me, please. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Mark Vikas is here. You can follow him at Ballpark Hunter. The above average comedian's back, a little under the weather, but he's hanging in there. Dan Calachico's here. Follow him at Danlaw eighty three, and I'm Paul Baker. You can follow me at Puckman Ri, and we're happy to be joined. Again tonight by our friend Andrew Biles. Andrew is here to talk about some college football traveling as he continues his quest to visit every FCS football stadium in the country. You can track those travels at collegefootballtour.com. Welcome back, Andrew. Good to see you. Thank you. You know how much I love being with you guys. And listen, 100 is the number. I hit stadium 100. And I did that with intent to end the season on 100 so I can milk it in the off season. Like you wouldn't believe that's my goal. And where's the finish line nowadays. I keep forgetting. They keep extending it on me. They just added Kennesaw state Ah. as conference USA works itself towards trying to get any sort of a conference assembled. So Kennesaw state's joining soon. So we're at 134. Uh, Currently it's 131, but 
you know, in the next couple of years, 134 is is uh, is, is contracted. Nice. So, uh, what what places did you add this year to to get up to 100? Yeah, so I, I entered the year uh, with 92 stadiums, and I added eight new ones. And let me be clear that when I'm on my journey, this isn't just uh, stopping by and and waving to a few people and watching a game and leaving. I mean, I thoroughly explore and experience game day. So if I can get in early and leave late, that's great. Um, so we kicked it off with UTEP at the beginning of the year in El Paso. We hit Auburn. Um, moved on to Washington, which I'd love to chat about for sure. That's a great one. Um, SMU, North Texas, Clemson, Florida State, and USF in Tampa rounded out uh, the new ones this year and hit a couple other ones along the way, some old familiar haunts like Wisconsin, Penn State, Northwestern, Eastern Michigan. So those were on the docket as well. And uh, it was a great season. Just met a lot of wonderful people, hit a lot of great stadiums. Uh, as usual, it's just it's just epic. That's really cool. There's some big names there. So this could be some great conversation. I'm trying to think if I hit any FBS stadiums. Yes, I did. I hit Boston College. So I hit one. You Actually, hit Connecticut, right? I hit one. No, yeah, I hit Connecticut, that. UConn. Yeah, I did, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I did Purdue. I did IU. And I did Boston College at Notre Dame. And I met some very pleasant Boston College fans who, uh, Kind of told me what they thought about South Bend and Indiana. I thought that was funny. All right. So it's all on the table. Excuse me. It's all on the table this evening. I will be going to a bowl game. I don't know if that counts for anything. I'll be hitting a bowl the, game. The Fenway Bowl. Oh, yeah. Should be fun. Weeks. They think they can play football there anymore. Interview. Somebody else is doing that, but I will still be going. Well, Let's I'm going see. to a bowl game as well, also at a baseball stadium. I'll be at uh, Petco Park for the Holiday Bowl in San Diego in late December. You want to trade places, San Diego in December? Sounds a lot. No, thank you. Awesome. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that Wisconsin's bowl? No, I'm not following the Badgers. Uh, we're we're going out and, and visiting some friends and such. But uh, it's Oregon and and North Carolina playing playing this year. Um, Honestly, like we we love San Diego and, um, you know, went to a couple of Padres games this summer and and thought, you know, if we, we haven't been to a bowl game in a while. Let's come back. Spending a couple of weeks in San Diego and going to hit the holiday bowl. Beautiful San Diego. One of my one yeah. of my uh, cities I've got to get to. It's on my short oh, list. So is fantastic. this. And not to spend too much time talking about the holiday bowl of all things. Mm -hmm. uh, is this like it's got to be like the first or second one that's not at the football stadium, isn't it? I think it's actually the first because last year they had to cancel it due to the pandemic. In fact, it was so close to being on. UCLA and NC State were set to go. And about one hour before kickoff, UCLA shut it down. And all the yeah, NC State fans, yeah, all the North Carolina State fans, there were hordes of them that came out to San Diego. I mean, there could be worse places to be stuck. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? Unless you're saving money. True, true, true. Oh, damn it, let's go to the beach. But it was disappointing, and so I think I, I I'm I I I'm feeling like this is the first one there because um, Qualcomm hadn't been torn down yet, and uh, uh, yeah, I think this is it. So is this going to be a permanent move, or is this temporary until they'll move to where San Diego State's going to play? Yeah, uh, San Diego State's actually already playing at Snapdragon Stadium. Um, it's on the same grounds as Qualcomm was. 
Um, and I, I, as far as I understand, I think we're we're in a little bit of a trial basis with Petco Park right now. It looks like it's gonna 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 go for a while, but I wouldn't doubt that they would, at some point down the road, um, explore options with Snapdragon. From my experience, watching a football game in a baseball stadium is just terrible. Yeah, I've watched a few at Wrigley. Uh, Northwestern usually will will um, tap into their Chicago's Big Ten team thing um, and bring uh, the Wildcats into Wrigley, which, I mean, is cool because, I mean, it's, it is, I mean, that is, you were just at Wrigley, uh, uh, Paul, yeah. and it, and it, but you're right. I mean, as far as the seating goes, it's terrible. You're going for the nostalgia of the stadium. You're going for the experience. You're not necessarily going to get these great seats, um, you know. It's. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, 2010, actually, when they played at Wrigley. Do you remember this? Northwestern yeah, played Illinois at Wrigley Field, and they realized about 24 hours prior yeah, to the yeah. game that one end zone was a foot away from the wall, from the brick wall, the ivy, and they deemed it too dangerous to play any offense in that direction. So they had to flip it, and mm. all offense went in one direction. Mm -hmm. It was the nuttiest thing i'd ever seen and i thought it was really funny because northwestern fans were holding up signs in that end zone saying you know right field end zone bleacher seat refund tickets please we'd like a refund yeah. um but they did get to see one touchdown i remember northwestern returning an interception so that was at least something and, and then if it hit the wire it was a do-over right on the punt mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was that bad it was yeah there was so Ooh. many jokes but uh but they fixed it for uh they, they came back in 20 um 21 last year and did it and it, it, it's it's good it's a good experience so i'm looking forward to the holiday bowl see how it goes i think you guys are probably all too young to have ever experienced the game in a multi-use stadium but i remember catching a couple university of maryland games when i went to school down there in the an old memorial stadium in baltimore and you know they used to play the colts used to play there the ravens yeah. played there for a couple of years and we saw you university of maryland games and yeah it was just awful so i don't know I don't know how how they did it in so many places. Well, I I I saw baseball in multi-purpose stadiums. I don't think I've ever saw football. Uh, no, Toronto Argonauts. I saw them play at the Sky Dome. So, yeah, I don't think I ever saw like an Eagles game or a Steelers game or a Jets game at Shea. But yeah, I remember watching them on TV. That was the norm. You play both teams play at the same venue. You had artificial turf that looked like carpet. I don't know how the heck we played on that. And uh, you know your outfield seats. Tackle, let me tell you. Yeah, your outfield seats were way up high, and yeah, it's it, it's weird looking at those uh you know highlights from way back when. The stadium designs have changed dramatically. It's night and day. There's no, uh, yeah, no more I, dual I, purpose now that Oakland went to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. No, they used to have like flat concrete basically under that turf instead of like the rubber tire square. There was like no give. Oh yeah, it was those like fields. Sidewalk. Yep. Yeah. Even when even when the Jays uh just did a partial renovation. And so one of the things that they, they hit the playoffs in twenty fifteen and, and listened to Harold Reynolds just ream on how terrible everything was and they had the like the little sliding pits. So they kicked the Argonauts out, they, they actually built a a dirt infield. Which you think was ah, no big deal, right? But they actually cut the concrete out along that whole dirt infield and, you know, and packed it with dirt, I guess. So it's, it's uh, a lot softer than, than what it was before. Let me just come back to just to verify Petco park 
this is their second attempt at the 43rd annual Holiday Bowl. So that means this is the first actual go, and they have a contract for five years. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But, you know, like, what what nostalgia are you getting out of Petco Park? None. Like, I love, none. I love Petco Park. Nostalgia is not something that that Petco Park brings to the table. No, I personally like the, just say uniqueness of it. You know, I mean, like, did you see that Wisconsin basketball played at Miller Park, now American Family Field? Uh, Miller Park? It? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's really, I just always think it's interesting. How are they going to make this work? I want to know. Um, you know, I, I, I almost went to that game up in Milwaukee, um, but I just, I just, I just like the uniqueness of it. I mean, no, there's no nostalgia, but man, there's a lot of beauty. If you've been to Petco Park, some of those incredible views from the concourses up there, um, the ocean, the Coronado Bridge, downtown, everything. I mean, it's like, so, you know, you're bringing the city really in with, with this one. It's about, it's about engaging the city of San Diego, which really gets behind their holiday bowl big time. As a, as a slight aside to, to connect both, uh, football and san diego it was just announced that the national lacrosse league is going to do their first outdoor game they're doing march the 4th in san diego at snapdragon stadium against uh vegas so So they're gonna play indoor lacrosse outdoors yep (laughs) they're gonna play indoor lacrosse outdoors so and y'all i I was not what the hell (laughs) <laughs> I, I was watching Snapdragon Stadium get built. I'd been out there a couple of times watching it. This is a great facility. I mean, man, thank God they got nice. rid of that Qualcomm. I'm telling you, the cockroach-infested place. Qualcomm. I'm not even kidding. And, it was and terrible. relatively inexpensive. Relative. I think so. It's like yeah. $350 million. That's yeah. a bargain these days. Yeah. It's, ask, it's Ask the Nashville, Tennessee, if that's a good price for a stadium. Well, how, they, does it, how much is this? Snap Dragon seat one and a half billion for about thirty five thousand. Okay, that's why. Yeah, that they don't need. Um, Northwestern is is tearing down. It's breaking my heart. So one of the places I went to this fall was um, Northwestern, built in nineteen twenty six. Ryan Field, which was Dyke Stadium at the time, was almost going to hit its hundredth birthday, but they're going to tear it down in twenty twenty five, and or twenty four, I guess actually. But they're building brand new, like state of the art, incredible. The facilities at Northwestern, like this is a team that, you know, has the facilities, but working on the team, right? I think it's going to come, but this, it's going to be Ryan Field again. And Mr. Ryan, who funds everything there, just wrote a $480 million check and stadium, boom, 2026. I'm looking forward to that one, um, but I'm going to miss old Ryan Field. That's like the Wrigley Field of college football. Why don't they just move down to Soldier Field? Because that looks like it's going to be empty soon. Because because <laughs> Northwestern is. Oh man, I hear you. Uh, no, that's so true, right? Arlington, the Arlington Bears. Good. Um, no, they wouldn't do that. Um, but man, I mean, ugh, they are, they are going to be at Soldier, I think, for the two years that they're working on the stadium, though, and that's just going to be pathetically horrible. Going to be you know busing students down, you know, ugh, going to be awful. But whatever. I mean. You got to do what you got to do. Just hop on the train. Yeah, it's Northwestern fans. They struggle to get from their from their dorm to Ryan Field, which is like a 10 minute walk away. So it's like, you know, I'm not sure you're going to get all all these kids on a bus. Um, 
boy, that's that's going to be rough to get through. But I really think the stadium is going to be an uh, you know, incredible part of the Chicagoland area. It's going to be cool. Dan, you got something or? Oh no, he was. I've been school mode. I saw the hand up. So, <laughs> so I Andrew, what was your stretching what... my pinched nerve? Oh, okay. Yeah. What was what was the uh, what was the highlight? I mean, you know how I am. I love them all. But if I have to really like, if I really have to zoom in, I think the highlight for us was um, Husky Stadium at Washington. Um, This is um, at the American Airlines Field at Husky Stadium. Um, This is an incredible venue. First of all, classic, iconic. It's got these two upper decks with the with the covers over them that almost looks like wings, which is kind of perfect for American Air, uh, Alaska Airlines, Alaska Airlines. Um, the, the special part of Washington game days and of the stadium itself is that it overlooks Lake Washington. And they engage in one of the best tailgating rituals that you can imagine. It's, it's not tailgating, it's sailgating. Um, and, you know, boats just drop anchor, pull up to dock and tailgaters. I mean, and these boats are souped up. They've got, you know, everything you could possibly imagine on them that give them all the luxuries you'd want on a game day. So much so that a lot of these people don't actually make it to the game because it's actually probably better to just stay on the boat. Um, we got invited on a boat out there, which was wonderful. And we had a wonderful time with these folks who, took good care of us and um i mean outstanding and i was told it's not sail gating it's stern gating you know because it's the back of the boat so i was like okay well that's clever <laughs> but i'm sorry it doesn't it's not as whimsical and doesn't rhyme like uh like you know like sail gating with tailgating so it's not gonna fly um but really really cool great stadium great venue we saw the stanford game in late uh september you know uh got no rain 75 degrees clear skies it was i mean if you're gonna hit seattle go in september i think um and it it was just fantastic i mean we we all kind of agreed like this is it this was this was kind of the crown jewel of the season is it the best located college football stadium you mean as far as the view we're, we're not talking about the building but is it the best location in relation to what? All the others. <laughs> you're so you're saying like to be situated in Seattle. I mean, if you're being like as far as being situated in Seattle, you do have to battle with the Seahawks. You do have to battle with all the other sporting teams. But here's the thing: they really love their college football there. It's not like Chicago. Chicago is a pro sports town, and the college football kind of gets lost in the shuffle here a little bit. Northwestern struggles to try to get um, the Chicagoans to come up to Evanston. Seattle is they're all in. Uh, they really, really are. They and this stadium seats a hefty amount, and they can fill it. Um, and so, um, I mean, are there prettier locations as far as that? Yeah, I mean, BYU. Yeah, like top I guess. Out. I guess I'm thinking like you know you got so, your your big your big programs or whatever. Often they're like in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. Right? <laughs> okay. The, and the whole school is in I'm the sure. middle of nowhere. But I just think of. I mean, I think of uh, of. Washington is like being right on the bay or yeah it's right on the water essentially yeah and uh you know overall is there uh, okay. I I haven't been but I would say just from what I know it's got 
it's got the best location, you know, maybe just like the view, the surrounding, you know, not necessarily the most functional location, I guess, but it is not. Um, no, but okay. I mean, it's, it's still on campus, right? Yeah. 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 Um, all, all, okay. All encompassing. Like, yeah. I mean, I would definitely say it's a top five spot. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You know, I can think of other stadiums that have a uh, skyline view. That's sort of like a telling tale, right? Like, so Georgia tech in Atlanta, I mean, probably the most beautiful skyline view you can, you can get, um, t um, not TCF Bank State, Huntington Bank in Minneapolis uh, Stadium um, has, a, has a view of downtown Minneapolis. So, you know, I think they take advantage of the town when they have it, um, you know, but it's a give and take because you you are going to lose um, some fandom with the professional teams in town and and, and lose a little bit of the um, excitement. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I would not hesitate putting Washington in the top five as far as as far as access to city and 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 environment and conference and yeah no totally I, I i'd have to sit and really think about a few others but yeah i wouldn't call it a crown jewel of the season if, if it wasn't that way i think i think the utah schools have a nice view mm -hmm. but you know it's it's a little different i guess um you know maybe utah combines combines you know the city with the campus with the I mean, you've got the uh, the Olympic sort of piece to it, and and then you've got the view of the mountains there, and I mean, it, it seems to put a lot of stuff together. But you know, it's not on the water. It's you know, there's something a little bit different about just being on the water for a stadium. I think. Yeah, there's only three stadiums that you can boat up to. I can tell you that it's Washington, Baylor, and Tennessee, and I guarantee you, you don't want to jump in any of them. Pittsburgh. I'm just saying, but. Um... <laughs> uh definitely definitely not baylor and tennessee uh you know <laughs> you, can, um, you can you can boat up to to uh formerly known as heinz stadium heinz field uh, i don't even know what it's called i guess you can i guess you can um maybe i'm speaking of more uh on campus stadiums on yeah campus, you can yeah. i remember i remember being at um heinz i don't know what it's called either i should know that ah Ad i don't know Anner anarchy stadium mm, mm -hmm. it starts with an a um yeah pretty view there too um yeah no uh i'll tell you though um another Accra great Shure view stadium. pardon me Accra Shore stadium ah thank you perfect um utep was incredible as far as structure as well and and you know it's literally carved into a mountain um they literally blasted away mountain to make room for the stadium and it's like curve the mountain curves with the stadium and um really pretty i mean you can see you can see mexico from the stadium um which is pretty cool um we were fortunate to go on a sellout which was like their first one in 10 years maybe longer um so it was uh you know that that's beautiful um but again smaller town um but then the, the you know then the positive is that el paso really rallies around their team a lot more you know so you know the give and take And did you find any of them like maybe a little overblown? Like, uh, you know, you got some you got some names here that come with like a lot of expectations, right? Like Clemson, I would think, and Florida State and and Auburn would come with big expectations. So, did anybody like not meet their expectations? This is a question I've gotten so often this year. Probably the number one question is. What stadiums have you walked into expecting a lot and it fell short and the vice versa? 
Um, and I think I hate to say this, and I'm probably going to tick off a lot of their fans, but um, Clemson was a little underwhelming to us. Um, it was, it was, um, as far as I mean, okay, we went right after they got killed by Notre Dame. Um, so they were kind of popped out of the playoff picture, but they were still a top 10 team playing the Miami Hurricanes on senior day. And the energy just wasn't there. I understand how it can happen. I've been like, Wisconsin has gone through that kind of, and that's my alma mater. Um, so, you know, I've seen that kind of like deflated feel, but um, the energy in the stadium just, it kind of wasn't there that day. Um, you know, the parking situation at Clemson is horrific, horrible. I've never seen um, $100 for one lot that was nearby. Um, and I, that was the highest I think I'd ever seen. Um, and you just, there literally was nothing for a general game day. If there, you know, um, so the accessibility, all of that, um, the stadium is very nice. Um, you know, uh, but it, it fell a little flat for me that day, which was unfortunate. Um, I'm absolutely sure if I went on a different game day, you know, but, um, I was told come next week for the South Carolina game and it'll be a big rivalry. It'll be super exciting. I'm like, this is senior day. It's Miami. It's your team is in the top 10. What more do you want? I don't know what else to say, you know? So we kind of, we were kind of a little bit like mm, disappointed there. That's interesting. Cause, uh, cause Clemson was always the disappointment team, right? Until, until Dabo got there. Like they were always like, wasn't that a thing pulling a Clemson, you know, <laughs> having a, a big, horrible loss that just wiped you out. Yeah, I I mean, I mean, there's no doubt that Clemson fans are devoted and they love their team and it's and it is an incredible place and a must see for college football fans. Absolutely, um, it's just that particular day. It just was kind of like, hmm, just it was just. Ugh. I mean, they they were up twenty four to nothing at half two. I'm sure that played a role. It was forty degrees and a lot of people were getting cold and left. I'm like, come on, put on a sweater. You know, so <laughs> 40 degrees. Whoa. Um, snowflakes. I'm telling you. Oh, geez. So that maybe maybe that was just all those things combined. Uh, it was kind of a bad cocktail for Clemson that day. But um, but yeah, uh, that was a disappointment on the flip end. Not not that I visited it this year, but probably the one that exceeded expectations when I walked in was TCU in Fort Worth that um it's a great newer stadium they have down there. TCU fans are, you know, a lot more rabid than you'd think they are. There's a lot less Christian in them than you think Texas Christian <laughs> has. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, obviously they have a lot to cheer for this year with their team in the playoff. And um, that's a, I mean, that, that place is, that place rocks. It's a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Uh, what would you, you said say you went to was... uh, North Texas as well, Andrew? I did. I drove um, by that one. Yeah. Do you see the? Do you see the wings on one side of the stadium? So they they actually have at one end they they literally have these wings that are carved out. Um, the stadium like, um, kind of one end instead of just straight bleachers that go up are two like triangles that meet up to a point on either end to sort of look like two wings uh, as like Eagle wings. 
Um, it's it's a very interesting constructed design because at the very top there's only one seat. You know what I mean? And then it then it gets bigger as it goes down. But uh, but it's I mean it's 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 cool. Um, North Texas Stadium, Apogee Stadium, is probably the greenest stadium in the country. And I don't necessarily mean because their colors are green and white, but because uh, they literally like do everything they possibly can. I think it's lead certified. It's like, it's, it's the only one I think in college football. It's pretty neat stat about a cool stadium, pretty new. So uh, what would you say was the, you know, like tradition or like unique piece from that that you saw this season or experienced that uh I don't know that really kind of wowed you or well you know I mean I'm going to throw sailgating out there again but aside from that um you know when you go to um an Auburn game they urge you to get inside that stadium an hour before if you can you don't need to get in an hour before, but they just absolutely want to make sure that you catch the flight of, of the Eagle, which occurs a few, maybe about 10, 15 minutes prior to kick. And they release that Eagle from an upper concourse and it makes its swoops around the stadium. And the whole, all the fans are screaming war. And eventually when it lands on the logo, they scream Eagle, you know, and, and it's, you know, I mean, me describing it sounds kind of pathetic. But it really is cool when you hear it all together. And the other one I got the opportunity, I think it's a tie, is seeing Chief Osceola come out on Renegade at Florida State. And um, the athletic director there was very kind enough to give us sideline passes. So I was, I mean, I think I felt the flames from the spear in my face. Um, that was, it kind of brought tears to my eyes. That's how I know I'm a college football fan, being all that close. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um <laughs> Brought tears but, to my eyes, and then I realized it was my eyebrows burning. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, th- those two stood out. They're as advertised. Those traditions and people get in the stadiums and wait. You know, talk about a good way to get fans in the stands early. I mean, you can't miss this tradition. You can't miss it. You know. Um, so uh, those two are, like I said, as advertised. Really cool. I've actually met the Auburn War Eagle. You did? I put a picture in the chat. I don't know if you guys can see it. Check that out. Um, nice. How did you How did you come about that experience? I was in a, at a baseball game in Birmingham, and uh, the Eagle and the Eagles' young handler were there. So that's awesome. To take a picture with it. Of course, my wife wanted nothing to do with it. She wanted to stand way on the far side. Too much uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies. Oh, that's yeah, cool. No, anytime we're near an animal, she's you'll know you'll notice if you see a lot of pictures of us and animals, she's always far away from the animal, and I'm on the animal <laughs> if I can. I hope I hope <laughs> uh, I hope all our peeps can see that. There's your there's your picture. There's the eagle. Right there. Very cool. That's, pretty, that's a pretty big bird right there. That must be pretty that big. is a big bird. <laughs> it is. That's pretty impressive. Um, I. I also Eastern Michigan. I didn't realize this. I'm, you know, I do my I do my research pretty well. At least I like to think that I do. But I went to Eastern Michigan, and they had a live eagle as well. I got to meet that eagle there. Oh, um, wow. I don't remember that. Right when I was so there. yeah. So um, it's I mean, and they it, it does a flight before this before the game too. But it's like it basically goes from the fifty and then lands in the end zone. So it's just kind of a little up and down. <laughs> um, but 
uh yeah it's a th- those those birds when you get close to them it's like holy holy man these are serious creatures that's <laughs> why well, they could pick up small dogs like mark's dogs would have no chance against them <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Look out, Socks. Here comes War Eagle. <laughs> yeah, Socks is so light. Socks is a, a Crimson Tide fan now. <laughs> we, we've had some falcons, like, come on our back porch just hanging out. Oh, jeez. Like, get inside. <laughs> yeah. Kind of now, Zuri's is a little chubby. Might have problems picking her up, so. <laughs> now, now right. you got, I would say, what, two smaller ones? All right, man, maybe three smaller ones. So how how would the smaller one, smaller spots, uh, you know, SMU and North Texas and uh, UTEP? I, mean, I guess I guess fourth USF would be smaller too. Yeah, I mean, SMU is small now because back in the day that was a big time program. Right. Yeah, the death penalty um, kind of got him. Well, you know, the penalty killed him. Yeah, I know. I wasn't going to say it, but thank you. Um, bum 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 bum. Um. So I can, uh, I, you, know, you know, I always, uh, <laughs> Dan, <What? laughs> that? that's not me. No, uh, no, it's, it's <laughs> not me. Oh, sorry. I apologize, Dan. You uh, son of a well, bitch. No, I didn't do anything. You think the above average comedian has noisemakers everywhere. Um, I, 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 I don't because I tried. I try not to do morning zoo. <laughs> you just had this guilty look on your face. So. <laughs> I was legitimately, I was legitimately confused because, like, what the hell's going on? John Landers in the morning on Eagle One Hundred Six with yeah, yeah. breakfast flakes. <laughs> this is Barton the Fart Boy in uh, Tampa, Florida. <laughs> Wasn't me. Not this time. Uh, so back to football. Um, so, <laughs> um, I mean, I always kind of tease Eastern Michigan and I went, I went for a game there. They have the gray turf. And, uh, as some people say, it looks like they're playing in a parking lot. Um, one side oh, weird of the on TV, I always think something's wrong with my television. So. I know it does. It looks like, yeah, it really does. Um, it was cheaper actually. That yeah. turf was cheaper because it costs extra money to, to put the green green. <laughs> No so way. did, they, did yeah. they build their whole are you telling me that they built their whole like factory the, the factory um and like the workmanship <laughs> around the color of the, the 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 bargain field they got? No, I don't I don't think they I think it was just a sort of happy coincidence that it was cheaper okay. to make it gray. <laughs> hey Dave. Uh, let's see let's see if this works. The suspense now. Didn't work. Uh, it didn't work. No, uh, the pod- podcast heard it. Wow. Okay. It was the Prices Right sound. Oh, oh, I love that one. The, the <laughs> yeah, the, I know. The, the loser I, I kind of have a dream of playing that in my classroom for my yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but but it's you know not necessarily a little bit frowned upon. Whenever I um, see a fail, that's the first sound that pops in my head. I'm like, me oh, too, dude, always. Dude. Yeah. And oh, now time. obsessed. Now obsessed with this new um I came across uh Prices Right Bob Barker era on uh a particular channel on TV. Like I will watch that as like meditation. Yep. Um 
you know, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, that makes me a little weird too, but that's okay. Um, that's, you're out, you're at the right place. You're it's, among friends. It's an upgrade yeah. from Murder She Wrote and Heart to Heart, which is what I used to watch. Very much. Um, okay, so here's the disappointment about Eastern Michigan. I can't believe so. I was there in 2007, coming back in 2022. So that's 15 years of opportunity to improve. And the disappointment is that more of the stadium is tarped over. So a lot of tarping, meaning like they're not even expecting fans to come. And the side of the stadium that is mostly tarped, the steps leading up to that side, there are weeds coming out of the cracks. The entire side, the concession doors are all shut. There's weeds coming out of those. So only concessions are only on one side of the stadium. Um, super disappointing that, you know, it just... And their credit card machine failed at the only place that you could get beer. (laughs) So they did improve on the field. Yes. Because they are in a bowl. I was shocked when I saw Eastern Michigan is in a bowl game. What? Yeah, I got to, uh, I got to, have you ever heard of foaling? You ever heard of foaling? That's a, yeah, you have. Okay. Bowling is a combination of bowling and football. And so basically, I mean, it's not like uh, tackle, bi- tackle bowling. Well, yeah, I wish if it was I have a YouTube video. A it's my highest YouTube video is foaling. Go on really? YouTube, look up foaling and you'll find me <laughs> like attempting it, trying to do it. Yeah. Just uh, recording people doing it. Uh, just, I uh, have the owner come out and he tells me what it's all about. It's just a lot of people just dodging footballs. It's, it's hazardous. It's a lot of get a good workout and you're drinking. So I don't know. Well, yeah, uh, basically like the way it was presented to me um, outside the stadium, they had like a folding section set up and, um, you know, you throw a football and try to knock down all 10 pins. That's basically the idea. Uh, oh. I think it might I think it might be six and they give you a good distance. I'm well, they called the, you know how they call people down to the field, like to like participate in contests. Apparently I was decent enough in bowling. That they caught asked me to come down oh, on nice. the field. And I won a one I won a one hundred twenty dollar gift certificate to the Ypsilanti Foling uh place, which I'm gonna try to make it out yeah. there next summer. Yeah, actually the idea uh came across by a couple guys at the Indy five hundred okay. here in town, and then they opened their first foaling warehouse in Hamtramck right out of side of Detroit. Okay. And I think there's five locations, or it could be more now. I think Atlanta, Indy, and I think the rest are in the Detroit, Michigan. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I, probably not my cup of tea, but I could see why people like it. It's it's safer than throwing axes, I guess. It's a, a, yeah, safer. Well, it's a, well, that's know, next. It's a, a, a axe folding will be next. How about that, Mark? It's a drinking game. Like that's yeah. what it is. Let's just be honest. I mean, if that's what it is. And oh. anytime you can introduce a sport that involves being able to hold a beer while you do it, it's going to be popular. Um, exactly right. We used to play football with beer in our hands. Well, see. Or kickball. We've done that with kickball. Slosh ball. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's big in Chicago. It's like uh, drinking as you're kicking a ball and running, trying to hold your beer and keep... Oh, yeah, that's mm -hmm, classic. Um, uh, North... Okay, I I do have to... If I were to pick another small stadium to really emphasize, um, SMU, their Gerald J. Four Stadium is... Very nice, um, but it's not the stadium I want to focus on. They may have one of the top 10 tailgating traditions I've ever seen. 
I mean, you have Ole Miss, you have the Grove, and you have, like I said, sailgating at Washington. But this tradition they have at SMU, it's called the Boulevard, and there's a stretch of lawn, well, a thin stretch of lawn because it's the Boulevard, separating two roads that all lead right up to the stadium. But it is a long, like blocks long stretch of Boulevard, and it is just littered with tents that are popped up everywhere and it is a party zone you would not think that smu could produce something like this but it's kind of emulated after the grove and you know it was a friday night that i went and i remember some smu fans kind of uh informed me in advance they said oh dude you should be going on a saturday it's gonna be so much more awesome and i'm like well you know i'm I'm gonna make it look good don't worry it's what i do uh but friday night it was still incredible i was like this this is really neat um and then they bring the band and the fans and the players make their team walk down the down the boulevard area. And uh, if you get to an SMU game, you have to get there a couple hours early and just stroll the grounds. I mean, there's a lot of good people watching. Um, and uh, it, it really, really was eye opening. You know, they built that stadium, I think, in 2000. And I think they really made an emphasis on trying to build a tradition around that new stadium to really get fans involved. And they really they really did it. Now it's a matter of getting them from the boulevard into the stadium that's the next thing that's the next step <laughs> like they, they just kind of all pass out on the lawn i'm gonna be at smu oh really basketball okay <laughs> well at the very least you can you can stroll over and see where it is and get a sense of the length of it by. yeah do it because um you could drive up and down it because it'll be open because it won't, it won't be anybody there for football day but um seriously like it's it's pretty impressive like i was i was pretty wowed so uh how many how many of the conferences can you say that you've front to back you're i'm done i mean obviously you're done the big 10 big but, 10 uh, is done is there any any other ones that you're like tapped out i'm finished i'm done with this conference yeah, Auburn completed the SEC for me. Okay. Um, so that's the you know to have the two most powerful conferences in the sport completed is a definite feather in my Wisconsin baseball cap. Um, I would say that I'm very very close. I'm like at seventy to eighty percent with all the others. Um, the Middle American Conference, Mac. I just have Buffalo left, and um, I know I know save the last. Dave and I, I will last. <laughs> I, I more like the furthest from Chicago for last, but um, but I, you know, Dave, we can work that out. I'd be so happy to meet you. Um, uh, Buffalo will finish the MAC. Um, you know, like I've done all the Pac-12 South. Like the areas that I've got to work on the most is the Northeast and the Northwest. It's like those upper reaches of the country. I've done a heck of a lot of the South, and I have like five left in Texas to do because Texas is kind of like a never-ending like role of teams um but uh yeah to say the big 10 and the sec are done is pretty cool so what what uh do you have any preliminary kind of ideas for next year Mm -hmm. i do so i do know that i'm gonna um i'm very much so planning on going to the opener at vanderbilt i've been to vanderbilt before but i'm going back to um to refilm my episode of stadium shorts so on my youtube channel i have um you know if you if you were to search stadium shorts and then name any team you could 
find an episode of me taking you through campus. Uh, Dave, I know how much you love those. I hope you've been enjoying the ones that have been coming out. Um, and Vanderbilt, I have some old film, but I look like I'm about 12 because it was about 15 years ago. <laughs> and um, and it was really bad video. And so I need to update it. And um, going back <laughs> when they play Hawaii, um, that happened. There's like three or four that I did the video like in 2006, 2007 or something. And I'm like, I'll edit it later. I don't know how I want it to be. And then you know, then I, you know, gained weight in my face and lost a bunch of hair. And then I'm like, okay, got to refilm that. Um, he's, going, he's going from looking like he's 12 to looking like he's 18. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> um, it is, you know, it is, it is. It, uh, well, it's the filter. I can, I can make the uh, the filter on this <laughs> Zoom is great. Um, <laughs> you your Instagram. Yeah, right. we, see, we're beyond filters on this podcast. <laughs> Um, all right. I do have a couple in mind that, uh, you know, it's like some, some heavy hitters I want to get to, um, really want to get up to Oregon. Um, it really do to get up there. Um, Baylor, I, I want to hit next year. Um, I have been holding army in my back pocket for the longest time. I want to get like a mid October game when the leaves are just changing and I can really experience West point at its peak. Um, you know, Syracuse, I want to get to, and, and now that Kansas and UConn are both bowl teams, albeit at six wins apiece, um, you know, I think it's a good time to uh, to get over there, too. So I'm looking at Kansas and UConn. Um, you know, I would love to get the group of five done. The only problem, oh, sorry, the power five conferences done. The only problem with that is that my last year is going to be full of like a bunch of like bottom feeder teams um, and it kind of kind of be a uh interesting way to go out but um the biggest question i've been getting lately is well now that you're this close like which one do you want to be your last are you yeah are you saving one in particular well okay so or you I, do I, that and there's going to be a new team coming up that's going to just screw the whole <laughs> see thing. that's just it like that's exactly <laughs> right so i'm i'm it takes planning and um you know i think i've got maybe about four more years and and i take my time with this you know i've told you guys this a lot I don't want to just run in and run out. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything bad about that. It's just, I want to slow it down. And so I've been doing this for a long time and I'm so glad I took my time because it's helped me to really meet people and, and really absorb the, the experience and the tradition and everything. But, um, you know, uh, this, it'll take me a couple more years and it's worth it. Um, but, I would say right now I'm looking for a place where I can have a kind of a big city where I can bring a lot, where a lot of my friends may want to come in and, and celebrate it with me. Um, I, you know, I don't think they're going to want to go to, you know, Ruston, Louisiana for a weekend. I mean, you know, I appreciate these incredible college towns, but we're also looking for a little nightlife. So one place that I have on my mind right now is UTSA, San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. I'm kind of thinking that might be a good one. I was just kind of talking to some friends about that, and they are like, we go to San Antonio totally. So, okay, that might work. So, you know, it'd be a fan base that is, like, growing. It's a team that's growing, and um, I think that'd be kind of cool. I was flirting with Boise for a while. Maybe I'd do Boise State and finish on the blue turf. But you know how it is. Like, you know, like you just said, they're going to extend the finish line again, and suddenly Kennesaw State's going to be my last one or something like that, you know? So 
it is what it is. Or somebody's going to build a new stadium and then, oh, all right, I got to get to that now. Well, and you know what? I, I That's the one thing that saves me is that I don't have to say, like, I will say, in fact, I've kind of been changing my lingo a little bit. I've been saying more like to thoroughly experience game day at every campus so that I don't have to necessarily say like stadium because. Uh, just, oh, we had an argument about this last week, our last show. Yeah. So no, no. And you know what? Like I do plan on going back to a lot of the new stadiums. I would love to believe me. Like I was just at USF, right? And they play in um they play the the, the Tampa Buccaneers Stadium. Um help me. Raymond, Raymond James. Raymond James. Thank you. They play at Raymond James Stadium. And um I will say for the last war on I four, UCF and USF, they had a pretty good crowd. They pretty much filled the whole bottom bowl. And for USF, that's a pretty, pretty good deal. U UCF fans are gonna say it was half them, and they're right. Mm -hmm. But still, it was it was a pretty exciting experience. But as I've always said, these pro stadiums rip the excitement out of a college football stadium. And USF has a plan in 26 or 27 to have a new on-campus stadium. I can't wait that long for USF to get their beep together. So um, I just went, but I told the USF fans there, I'm like, this place is awesome. Your fans are awesome. I would love to come back and see the new stadium, but I'm counting USF. It doesn't suddenly fall off my list because they have a new stadium. If that was the case. My number would be like 85 and not a hundred. If I'm, if I'm looking at this, right, it seems to me like your choice is obvious. Unless, unless I'm not reading this right. Okay. Tell me. Shouldn't, shouldn't your last one be UNLV? Ah, there you go. Nah, that <laughs> you're right. But in there lies a small problem, and that is they play in a pro stadium. Yeah. And I just don't want to finish in a pro stadium. I really, really don't. Um, if they used to play it at San, old Sam Boyd Stadium, I'd probably say yeah. And on that note, Vegas might be one I'm going to this year because um, I have a friend who's a travel agent who's pulling, like, a big group together in, the, like, early October for Vegas. And I'm like, oh, my God, if UNLV's playing, I'll still be there. Because it all, of course, rolls around football for me, you know. So, uh, yeah, no, you're, you're right. That came up as far as places to finish and yeah it as far as town and experience and all that it totally checks every box but i can't make my last stadium a pro stadium it just doesn't feel right even though the alamo dome was intended to be to entice a pro team uh -huh. in san antonio but it didn't nonetheless and it only houses college football in the alamo bowl so now but the Alamo Dome isn't on campus, is it? It is not. And I was researching about whether or not UTSA is interested in building a new stadium. Um, and there's hemming and hawing back and forth about it. I think there's a lot of love for the Alamo Dome. It's really loud and the UTSA fans really like it. And even though it's not directly on campus, um, San Antonio really gets around their team. There is, since there is no pro team in the city, they really get around UTSA. Um, Stadium holds 64,000, um, but, you know, um, on a really good day, they can they can get it into the 40s or whatever. And it, honestly, even though it has some empty pockets, it's really loud. So I think they like it. Um, I know there'd definitely be some naysayers that would say um, they'd like to have an on-campus stadium, and that might happen, but it's not in the near future. They have no plans. So... You know, I, I don't mind. I don't mind if that's the last one. It wouldn't bother me at all. Alamo Bowl is iconic. It's hosted a lot of incredible Alamo Bowls, classic games. Um, I think it's known as kind of a college football venue. I think it's okay. 
Uh, I don't need your th- approval. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, 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 I look at it this, and I'm like, yeah, it's just never gonna end. It's never gonna end. No, nah, those goalposts <laughs> are gonna keep moving on you. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. The, 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 here's the thing: if I can do the next four years and get it like really close, like three or four left, then if they sneak one more in on me, then I'll only have like five or six to do instead of three. Hey, you know, look who you're talking to. Like, is it ever gonna end for us? No, y'all are crazy. <laughs> I just keep finding new quests and abandoning yeah. old ones. I'm not. I haven't finished anything. Well, no, and I go back. Like you were saying, how you know you went back to a stadium after 15 years. Right. You know, I went back to uh, Minute Maid Park this year in Houston. I went back to Detroit's Comerica, mm. Toledo. You know, I went, a lot has changed. A lot's different. You know, you can take videos. You can take more pictures now. So it is kind of fun going back to those old ballparks and, and seeing something new. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever run out of, uh, nah. of places to visit. <laughs> well, that's, Mark, that's Mark, a... you'll, know, you'll know you're in trouble when you're, like, going to Cheyenne, Wyoming to watch Little League. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually I, I did go to Cheyenne, Wyoming when I was in Denver back in, like, 13 years ago to see a summer collegiate baseball team. and. They were just rolling out the uh, grandstands because the ballpark came up to like a parking lot. And I said, forget it. I'm leaving. But I wish I would have stayed because it probably could have been fun. But yeah, I've done, I've been to Cheyenne looking for a ballpark. Yeah. Not Little League yet. Not Little League. <laughs> I like I, driving uh, in Wyoming. You yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> yes, I you took the words right out of my mouth. That's the one miles. place, one place I actually hit a hundred and it's because it's so flat. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're so high, right? Like you're like what, like Wyoming Stadium um, in Laramie uh, has, um, you know, they they claim to be the highest elevated. They don't claim they are at seventy two twenty seven thousand two hundred twenty feet. But anyway, like I got to a hundred and I was all proud of myself. I mean, I'll never do it again. It was my old ninety two Buick Skylark. I'm surprised the thing didn't cough out. <laughs> <laughs> you you really got to plan your driving in in Wyoming because there's a lot of signs that you got to get used to on interchanges which say no services available <laughs> so if you're planning on getting gas at the next interchange yeah. you better think next twice. rest area five hours man uh any thoughts on the bowls this year or? um yeah no i hey i'm i'm first of all i'm very excited to see some new blood in the in the playoffs um tcu being in there i still consider michigan new blood i still kind of consider georgia new blood um Ohio State, good for them. They got in there. Um, I I would have liked to have seen USC in there, uh, but it's good to see. You know, I think the Big Ten has a lot of um, has a, has a lot of uh, chest puffing right now, having two Big Ten teams in there, and uh, you know can kind of flex against the SEC, having had many years with multiple teams in the playoffs. Um, Doesn't it feel like the Big Ten got two by default though? Well, at least one. I mean, Michigan is pretty legit. Well, the um, second one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, no, Michigan, oh, yeah, you can't question yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Ohio State by default, yeah, a little bit. Um, You know, it's funny. I listen to Ohio State fans, and they are calling for Ryan Day's head already. I'm like, they're, they're head coach. You know, I'm like, y'all, lost to Michigan twice, lost to Oregon. That's all they have. I mean, like, oh, man. See, I just, I hope. Don't ever get greedy. Like, be happy. Like, you know that you have a team that's in the conversation. Look down um, south to Auburn. At yeah. How they they fire coaches left, right, and center. You know, you win a national championship at Auburn. That doesn't mean anything two years later. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Ohio State still being in the conversation. There's so many. How about Nebraska? Three championships in the 90s, and they have they have turned over so many coaches. I mean, ridiculous. Um, and they just can't get their legs anymore. So, you know, a team like Ohio State, I, I get frustrated when Ohio State fans complain. Um, I really do. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good New Year's six matchups. Love the Penn State, Utah Rose Bowl. Um, Tulane is the group of five team that's getting into the New Year's six. That should be fun for them. They're playing USC. Um, I think Alabama, Kansas State will be good. The Orange Bowl is literally all orange, Clemson and Tennessee. So a lot of, lot of good, lot of good bowl games in there this year. Um, I think the one I'm going to is going to be pretty good. Oregon and North Carolina are kind of like both third place teams in their, in their conference. I think it should be pretty strong. So, um, you know, with 43 bowl games, how could you go wrong? I mean, I, I might be a traditionalist, but I really do kind of like the bowl games. I mean, I still do think there, I would agree that there are a few too many, but I like leading up knowing where my team's going to be. Who are they going to play? You usually wind up playing a team that you don't normally play. And then, you know, it's a great opportunity for fans to go to a cool city. And there's a lot of great events that go with bowl games that are so much fun. And, um, you know, I mean, people say, oh, well, it doesn't count. Well, yeah, it doesn't count for a championship. But, I mean, I look at so many teams that are so excited to be in their games, so excited to have one more opportunity. And as far as, like, the practices are concerned, as far as all the, you know, basically, like, free development that you get from a bowl game, um, you know, the swag and the the advertising and the everything. I mean, it's it's fun to see your school in the spotlight. Like it's I don't think it's I don't think they're pointless and I hope they keep them. Even if they do fall more and more into a consolation bracket, I think it's still so much fun. Yeah, I I I was frustrated and and really enjoyed listening to Alabama fans try and <laughs> and and rationalize why they should have had that fourth spot um, and they come up with all these reasons and, and, you know, they were, well, what did Nick Saban say? They, that Vegas would have favored them. So. You know, <laughs> Isn't that rat that poison? Or... Is he feeding himself rat poison? I think he just did. <laughs> um, but, you know, at, at the same time, you know, it, that sense of entitlement. And, and if, I, I think there's, if there's one thing I, you can't, I can't stand in a sports fan. It's a sense of entitlement. And, and, you know, we've all heard it like Yankee fans and Dodger fans and Laker fans and now Twitter, come on, Alabama fans, right? Yeah. Like, you know what? Let's, let's just take your, forget it. Let's just, we'll just Alabama. You can, you can be the national champion forever and, and forget it. We, we won't even bother with any of this, right? Like it's, well, you know. know what the problem with that is? It's not just, so you, you use the word entitlement. I use the word complacency. So I went to an Alabama game. They were playing Arkansas, ranked in the top 10. Uh, no, they were number one. How could you not? Like, and I, that was another one where they just felt kind of flat to me that day. It was like, you know, I just think, oh, we're going to walk in. We're expecting to win. When every game's an expected win, yeah. you know, I had a fan say to me, oh, you should come next week when we're playing LSU. Well, what, you're playing an SEC team today, tonight, at night, under the lights. It's going to be exciting. Like, I'm here. Like, and you're already telling me that it's not going to be exciting, like, or as exciting as it should be. Um, I think, like, okay, I'm a Wisconsin fan. Never have Wisconsin, has Wisconsin made the playoffs or had a shot for the national championship. But even I 
would not want Wisconsin to win championship after championship after championship. What happens is all these fans start hating your team. And the fans themselves, like like I said, they grow, they absolutely grow complacent. We went to Wisconsin went to three Big Ten championships in Indianapolis. By the third one, there was less and less Badger fans going. It was like, oh, here we are again. And you know, like you don't want that. Like and, and, you know, and it's nice to see other teams get in there and have other fan bases experience. That's why I'm excited for this 12 team playoff. Um, you, you had that, too. You had like I know what you're saying with Alabama. You had Nick Saban out, you know, complaining about fans, complaining yes, about exactly. students. Right. Like, right. Come on, guys. Like, you can't leave at half every uh-huh. game. Like, it's. Exactly. Even he said it, um, you know, and. I just, you know, a reminder, like, I I think Michigan is a great example. Like, they're a power, power team, but they had a solid, like, decade there where they just were unpredictable. Losing to Toledo and losing to Appalachian State and losing to, you know, um, and, you know, I used to really not like the Michigan fan base, but they've been humbled now and they're like, we really appreciate where we are, you know? And I, I think that that's been like the best thing for them. Um, and, so. and I like, I like Michigan's storyline because it, to me, it teaches something about, about even working in those environments. Right. And, and you see in the NFL with, with quarterbacks for Michigan fans to expect that Jim Harbaugh was going to walk in Mm-hmm. and make them a national champion in a year is unrealistic, right? It takes time. It takes time to to bring in your your own people, your own recruiting class. It takes time to find that that number one quarterback who you really, really want. And it's not – that person doesn't come from the transfer portal. You know, mm-hmm. that person isn't a, a – third stringer on a team that you didn't recruit you got to go and find that person right and now that he's been there a few years these are jim harbaugh's guys all of them the coaching staff the 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 team and everything right and and you see that i i find it in sports across the board right like maybe not baseball just because the nature of baseball everything takes so long but you know what was the story on Trevor Lawrence coming in and playing for Jacksonville, right? Like he didn't have a lights out year first year. Well, he's a bust or, right. or any of these other quarterbacks who, who, you know, like look at Zach Wilson. He had two good, two years in Cleveland or whatever, it, four games in Carolina and you're out the door. It's I, the money and, and the exposure has just made everybody so impatient mm-hmm. and, you know, that focus on what the end is, we forget we forget the journey, right? Yeah. And isn't that what sports is really about? Isn't yeah. it about the journey? The stadium journey, yeah. yeah. Well, look at Zach Wilson. I'm a Jet <laughs> fan. He's looked on to be a bust, and we got Mike White, who, you know, I think was a fifth-round pick waived by the Cowboys, playing better than him. Well, and, and here's here's where this 12-team playoff is going to do wonders for what you just said. I think that now you have a 12-team playoff where you don't have to be in the top 40, be, have, be in the spotlight. 
being a top 12 now and being a spotlight, that's going to save some coaches jobs, isn't it? So like there's more space to get into a playoff and it's going to spread the talent a little bit more. Now, if these teams are in the spotlight, um, you know, that are ranked seventh or ranked ninth, then they're playing a, a you know, another top level team uh, with a game that really has big significance, you know, um, in prime time and all that, now you've just opened up the recruiting doors even wider. Talent's going to spread even more. Um, so I just think it's so good for the sport to have this. Um, you know, uh, it's it's just been anchored down by, you know, old traditionalist ways. And of course, I say I'm, I'm, I am a traditionalist, but I think there's a way you can marry the old with the new. You can still keep bowl games and do the playoffs, you know. Um, I think it's going to be a great way to ensure that talent spreads and hopefully just getting into the playoffs with some teams getting into the playoffs will start to like cool off some of these hot seats for coaches. And you know what I mean? Like, I think it'll help a little bit in my estimation. Yeah. I, I don't know what to think about the 12 team playoff. I'm, I'm worried that. Bigger conferences are going to make what were once great teams, mediocre teams, and what were mediocre teams, bad teams. Like, you know, does does Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC make Texas and Oklahoma at the top of the X- SEC? Or does it make them in, you know, are they do they become Arkansas? Uh, or, like, who cares? Because now with 12-team playoff, like, huh. 12th ranked Texas can still have a shot. You know yep. what I mean? Even That's if they're true. somewhat mediocre, you have a three or four lo- three loss season. Likely there might be some four loss teams that get in, you know, a hint of mediocrity does not count you out. Um, and so, you know, while they might be kind of flat in the conference because their competition during the season is, is um, tougher. If they have the opportunity to have that showcase in the playoffs, you know, then they can really show how they are on a national scale compared to everybody else. So, you know, um, I hear you. There's going to be, there's, there's natural consequences to, to whatever you do. You know, UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten, oh God, what's going to happen there? Um, you know, but, um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm cool with the changes. I'm cool with the changes because, you know, I, I think there's been so much, so much status quo. And I think it's, I think it's only, kept the platform where Alabama's the Alabama's are always winning. I heard someone say, Oh, so you open it up to 12 teams, Alabama and Clemson are still going to win it every year. Well, it's not even about that. It's about giving this year. No, not this year. That's right. Um, But you know, the same teams are still going to win no matter how many teams you have on the platform. Well, you don't know that number one and number two, like, you are opening up the playoffs to build a spotlight and give teams a chance to play Alabama that wouldn't have had it otherwise. I'm excited for Alabama, Kansas state. I think that the bowl game this year, that would be like an awesome playoff game. That would be like an ideal playoff game that a 12 team playoff would provide that would really give a team like Kansas state, the spotlight they would need to, you know, show their relevancy. Um, I think Kansas state's going to win that game. Ooh. That's a hot take. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's uh, 
before we end up at another two hour show, I think that's where we should probably wrap it up. Actually, that's Mark, fair. you know what? You talked about um having some interesting takes on Notre Dame Stadium. You want to share those real quick? Yeah, Notre Dame yeah, Stadium. You want to uh, counterpoint or agree with them? <laughs> I'm in. Well, Notre Dame Stadium to me is is a very basic stadium. It's it's kind of no frills. You, you go there, you sit down in the bleachers, and agree. You, you watch the game. It's uh, you know uh, the food. I I almost gave it a two on the review. It was pretzels, hot dogs, and hot cocoa, and they had a pot roast sandwich. And no, you should have been there during the Winter Classic. It was awful. Yeah, I, I was just like, this is all you get, like. Like Purdue blows you away with what you can get at their stadium. I was just uh, shocked. Uh, But, you know, it is Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, The tailgating is great. It did snow during my visit. So you got a little bit of that college football weather. Of course, I was freezing my butt off. Two days later, it was 50 degrees. But (laughs) I'm not saying that I... I'm saying I should probably go there next time with the weather's a little bit nicer, walk around the campus. But, yeah... Not as impressive as I thought it would, as I remember it. I I feel that the benches there are predating the term bleachers. Like that's oh, yeah. how old they are. I yeah. feel that I feel that Newt Rockney took his hammer yeah. and Dude, pounded Newt. those wooden babies in himself. Like <laughs> unless you've been to the Yale Bowl, you can't talk. Oh my yeah, gosh. because even there's like certain parts of that stadium because it was snowing, so places were getting wet. They didn't shovel the snow, so you're slipping and sliding. I, I felt like I was at a very archaic, archaic stadium in some regards. Uh, I do do like what I did like. Uh, they took old tickets and they blew them up and they framed them with look like old wooden bleachers, which might have been from Rockney's era. And they hung up some old programs, so they had sort of this Art Deco feel throughout the concourse. But even the concourse felt very. Uh, it just felt like an. I mean, I felt like I was in back in time a little bit watching a football game. It just was not a modern facility, and and I thought IU and uh, no, uh, what's the other one I went to Purdue. I, I thought you know those had a little more charm uh, and a little more modern touches compared to Notre Dame. But yeah, yeah it, was, would, it was it was odd. I would say that the the facility itself is is not spectacular. They. They really pound the crap out of you with the Notre Dame is amazing and have been yes. here forever and, you know, championship banners and All-American banners. And uh, they got like four bronze statues of coaches. And, yep. yep. Um, but I, I think the real the real key to Notre Dame is actually outside the stadium. It's yeah. the campus. Yeah. It's I mean, the, the experience itself is is pretty amazing but notre dame's campus itself is probably one of the best that i've that yeah I've it's ever a beautiful seen. campus it is yeah. touch on jesus the grotto the whole thing and you know the the, the antiquated nature of the stadium might just be part of its charm that's that trying to go that old world charm that was gonna be my question for you andrew mm-hmm. i stole it from you <laughs> no no i was gonna ask you that question so that's good that's yeah. usually dave's job is to steal my question or answer my question before <laughs> i ask it <laughs> <laughs> my right, job is yeah. to anticipate the questions before they are answered yeah. that's why you're such an awesome guest and i think you may be our all-time leader in uh, guest appearances on the stadium journey podcast now i'm honored this is like your fifth or sixth time with us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think so all right we'll be well and we will continue to have you on until you finally reach that finish line as long as we're still doing this damn show 
as long as you don't get canceled <laughs> by the woke media. <laughs> oh or the, boy! Or the uh, the website CAX permanently. <laughs> that nine lives. Almost happened, man. Almost Stadium happened. journey's not going anywhere. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's keep believing that. And Santa Claus is coming, too. All right. That's all the time we have for tonight. Thanks, everyone, for joining us and listening in. Andrew, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, tell our listeners about your website and where they can follow your travels here, there, and everywhere. All right. You can find me at collegefootballtour.com. That's the website. My Instagram is at collegefootballtour. My Twitter is at college underscore FB underscore tour. And find me on YouTube. If you Google stadium shorts and your team, you might just find an episode of my experience there. You know, there's a guy with a very similar Instagram handle to yours. Yeah. I think he's college or like CB cfb campus tour or something yes yes his name is mike yeah yeah i met mike uh we actually were ended up at mass maritime on the same night on a thursday night ran oh, really night. i was like and I, at first i thought it was you i was like andrew what the hell are you doing here uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, now, where can we too and we met up I'm like wait a minute that's not andrew <laughs> now, now where can we find you again on youtube uh, if you go to um uh, it's by the website i'm um, sorry the name of it is the, the page is college football tour but um okay. My episodes are all called Stadium Shorts, and you might be able to uh, find your team's episode if you Google Stadium Shorts okay. or search Stadium Shorts in your team. I'll look it up. All right, cool, cool. All right, and uh, your your followers will be able to check you out in San Diego at the Holiday Bowl coming mm-hmm. up. Soon. Oh, yeah. Yep. All, right. all right. Dan, where can our listeners follow you? DanLaw83. And hopefully uh, when they follow you, you'll have your voice back, right? Mark, where can our listeners follow you? And you got anything planned for the next couple of weeks? Well, I've been doing a lot lately. I've been going to a lot of games, Notre Dame Pacers. Uh, I'm probably going to do some high school basketball uh, and Ball State basketball. That's coming up uh, the next next couple weeks. Uh, I do have two weeks off coming up in December. Maybe something in Chicago when I see the family. I'll let you guys know on Twitter. Ballpark Hunter, and on YouTube, I am monetized now. I am making the big bucks. Uh, when will I see it? I don't know, but it's finally reached that point there. So, yeah, check out my YouTube uh, journeys on uh, Ballpark Hunter, Instagram, and, of course, uh, Twitter. I'm pretty still on Twitter. Haven't left yet, so check me out there. Dave, how about yourself? Where can our listeners follow you, and what do you got planned? Twitter and Instagram at Profan9. This Sunday, I am heading to Highmark Stadium. I'm going to watch the Buffalo Bills beat up on Mark Viquez's New York Jets. And then the following following Saturday, it will be the Owen Sound attack, unless we get a weather issue and driving up there becomes an issue. So uh, follow those, Twitter and Instagram at Profan9. As far as myself, um, family obligations are interfering in my uh, stadium travels over the next couple of weeks. My son's getting married on Saturday, so obviously I can't go to any games that day. Uh, my granddaughter's birthday party is next Sunday, so that'll be another day staying home with the family happily, so I'm not complaining. So uh, not much room for sports in there. Um, I will be at the Fenway Bowl, weather permitting and wife permitting next Saturday, and uh I've only got actually one more night behind the mic this year, so much needed rest after a, 
after the UMass Dartmouth games on Wednesday night. So uh, you can follow my stadium journeys on Twitter and Instagram at PuckmanRI. And uh, don't forget, we have a new a new and improved website, stadiumjourney.com. Check it out. Uh, we're in the process of moving all the reviews from the old site to the new site. Bear with us. That's going to take some time. Hopefully, we're getting all those technical issues worked out so you can still enjoy all our great content at oldstadiumjourney.com. Or actually, everything's going to link over. So you don't even have to worry about Old Stadium Journey. But at stadiumjourney.com, follow us on social media at Stadium Journey. Audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast can be found by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your favorite podcast. You can find video simulcasts of this podcast and our other great content by going to Stadium Journey's YouTube page and join us for our live streams. Be part of our live studio audience every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. We will be back in two weeks. I think we're getting back to our regular schedule every other Tuesday. So that brings us to December 20th. We will be recording our annual end of the year episode, one of my favorites to do every year. So uh, tune in, join us. What were our favorite games, our favorite venues, our favorite cities? What were our biggest surprises of 2022? Tune in and find out. So for Andrew, Mark, Dave, Dan, I'm Paul. Wishing you all safe journeys and close games. See you on the road real soon.